0: Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. It's been a while. Holy shit! <laughs> I apologize, man. I've, I've I've had so many things come up. I've had I have a couple projects coming out hopefully soon. Uh, the Chicago event uh, just got over with. You know that for the past three weeks has been uh, chaos trying to get practices in. And just to kind of stay focused and, uh, <coughs> and excuse me, it's, uh, you know, I've had a lot of stuff on my plate recently and, um, but, but that aside, you know, now I have a little bit of time after the tournament and I have a lot of podcasts that are lined up. Um, this one I was excited for in particular, um, with Alex Frazier from dynasty, excuse me. Um, you know, and uh, actually, before we get into that, I just want to get into our sponsors. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Dr. Paintball, where you can finance all kinds of crazy paintball equipment, from soft goods to markers, you know, to uh, use gear as well. But they, uh, the special thing happening right now over at Dr. is they are giving away a Dye M2. So I don't know the details, but I, I think it's if you uh, spend over fifty bucks, you get. 10 free entries. Um, you can find all the details over at drpaintball.com. Um, great website, great guys. They're out of San Diego, but, uh, make sure you go check out the website and all of the awesome gear. Uh, thank you, Dr. Paintball. We're also brought to you by charm city paintball, where, uh, I I actually kind of hooked up with him and we are coming out. We're not coming out. We actually have out the, uh, the pack bands that I still have some available only a few, but, um, If you head over to the Charm City Paintball Facebook page, uh, you can see all the products that he makes. He makes head ties, head wraps, headbands, the pack bands for me, Um, but uh, high quality stuff and high quality fabrics. And He only makes, I think, runs of like 10 of each, so everything is limited, but it's it's great stuff. Um, Thank you to Charm City Paintball. We are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball. If you guys haven't seen yet, we are coming out. Uh, we have some products out of the CC line. We have the SC line, but we also have the CC line, which is going to be pants, jerseys, gloves, packs, all kinds of great stuff. Still great high quality, um, you know, high quality materials and product. It's just a little bit more affordable, um, you know, for uh, for everybody who wants to get some of the carbon gear but if you head over to carbonpaypal.com, you can see all the upcoming products over at the website. So thank you to Carmen and lastly thank you to planet Eclipse. Slowly but surely I see people out there shooting more LVRs and lv ones <laughs> I'm turning people over to them but uh, you know it it speaks for itself man I, I was I had a little chance to talk to jRab a little bit which is going to be a future podcast. Uh, but I, I, I got the chance to talk to him because he has his own signature series LV 1.5 that is out. Um, I talked to him, and I also talked to... Uh, oh, my God. Now I can't think of it. <laughs> Brown. I talked to Keith Brown. Jeez. Sorry, Keith. Um, but they both shoot the uh, the LV 1 now, and they said nothing but positive things about it. And I'm trying to get everyone on the. And it's not really a bandwagon. It's just, it is what it is. It's a great product. It's a great marker. And I stand behind that thing, man, because that that marker has got me out of some jams. And I just love the way it shoots. It's so smooth and crisp. And it's just, eh, bada. So make sure you guys head over to planeteclipse.com and check out all of the awesome markers. So thank you to all of our sponsors. And now we are into the podcast. Alex Frazier, San Diego Dynasty. Dynasty, jeez, uh, founding member, and you know this—he's he's been around forever, man. He's he's always constantly out in the uh, in the light. You know, he's been nothing but an awesome figure for kids to look up to and to watch. You know, he he's not the stand out uh, athlete or this or that on the team. His personality stands out for me, and and he's a great guy. You know, has had a great career, and you know, the founder of one of the, if not the best paintball team that has ever been around, most winningest, that's for sure. But, um, but I had a great time talking to him, and it was really cool. You know, him and I were kind of going back and forth about each other's careers, and it was, it's cool to be able to do that. And you know, f- for being, someone that I looked up to, and having Alex say those things, it was, it was really cool, and it meant so much to me. And, uh, I'm so glad that I was able to do this, uh, with him and that he had the time to do this. So, uh, so enough of my babbling, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the Alex Freyji podcast. We'll see you at the end. All righty. Alex Freyji. How you doing, man? What's up, brother? What's new? I like your uh, I like your attire.
1: Um, you know, I just uh, I keep this up on the wall in my bedroom. Um, I thought
0: you just wear it all the time. That's why I I thought you just always wear it. So
1: no, it's up in a frame there, but occasionally on, um, you know, if my if my wife's feeling frisky, I'll take it down and let her wear it, and (laughs) you know, figured today was a special occasion, so
0: looks good on you though.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of like, you have never you've only played for Dynasty, correct?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's my deal. Um, I will. I was born a dynasty guy and I will die a dynasty guy. So that's uh, <laughs> probably the only pro team I'll ever play for.
0: That's good, though, man. Not, not very many people can say that, though. I think that's I think that's very cool. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to have, you know, done it. But, um, you know, with somebody like yourself and I ble- was Ryan also and Yosh, you know, those guys, too. No,
1: just Ryan. Yosh actually played Iron for the Ironman when That's we right. – he was um, playing for the Ironman when we started Dynasty. So Yosh and Oliver um, weren't actually founding members of the team. So Ryan and I are the only guys that have been there throughout. And, yeah, that is pretty rare that you find guys like that these days. Um, but back in the day, I feel like there's a lot of guys that were like that. Like, you know, Rocky Cagnoni was only on Avalanche. Shane Pistana only on Ironman bruno adamson those dudes only on shock you know that that was like more of a thing that you were part of a tribe and Mm -hmm. now it's like you get guys jumping around looking for something better um you know teams that can afford to fly guys around and and poach guys and that sort of thing i'd always thought it would be interesting if they they um made big league sports like that like if you want to play on the giants you better be from san francisco like that's a rule
0: (laughs) yeah that'd be pretty cool i mean i think that's what happened too is um but, I mean, if you, if you think back, like when paintball in its heyday, when the money was really flowing, so you didn't really see that many people jumping over to different teams even though the money was there, or where the players weren't really getting paid, it was more or less the teams that were well-funded?
1: Um, I think it was, there was always maybe a few teams, like, it's still like that, where um, there's a guarantor, like some guy with a lot of money that's going to come in and, and pay for the talent, and those teams will will seek out the players they want but other than that i think it's on the players like maybe a kid w- would you know like oliver let's say always want to play for the ironmen mm-hmm. and that was that was his goal or like you know maybe jr always want to play for avalanche so that was his goal and even if he lived in washington or whatever he'd go to where he needed to go to go to go, to go play for avalanche like we have we've had guys like that throughout the history of our team that really want to play for dynasty. So they moved to California, you know, Yeah. and it's like, it's not a monetary thing. It's just, it's their goal in the, in, in their career.
0: Yeah. And like the paintball realm, you <clears> know, <throat> I, I remember even being, you know, being young, playing for uh tipman and, you know, all that, all those teams, well, all those teams, I really won that team, the only team that I played for on, uh, you know, coming up through Ohio, but you know, you guys were one of those those teams of young talent that for us was so so closely relatable because you guys were so young when you were starting out and your success, um, you know, brought on so young, with obviously a bunch of hard work and I think that whole ten thousand hour rule came into play. Uh, but actually, before we get into that, like, and and the history of dynasty and everything, and uh, how did yourself, uh, you know, come across the sport and you know what was it like? you know, starting to play in uh, in California at that time.
1: So just like any teenage kid, I liked, you know, playing manhunt and gun stuff and cap guns and laser tag and all that. And I'd heard of paintball, but it was kind of more like a just a myth. And mm-hmm. um a buddy of uh, actually an acquaintance of Oliver and myself, uh actually had a paintball gun and knew where to play. So he brought us out one day and um I think it was probably like ninety five or ninety six and um you know, after that we were hooked. And incidentally, the, uh, owner of the paintball field was my little sister's softball coach oh, okay. at the time. So I kind of knew him in a roundabout way and he's still the manager of our team, Eric Crandall. And, um, oh, really? you know, yeah. So that's, uh, he was really instrumental in, you know, kind of nurturing our early career and introducing us to each other and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I remember the first day I played, I, Uh, foolishly ran the pump gun instead of the (laughs) semi-automatic. And I I mean, it was a mess. I'm pretty sure I didn't shoot one single person. Um, And if I did, I didn't know it. But, you know, I came home with a bunch of welts and it was really a lot of fun and ended up being a really good thing, positive thing for me and my dad because my parents had recently been divorced and I was able to you know, spend those weekends with my dad, going to the paintball field, and you know, having that kind of father-son type of thing. And um, mm-hmm. you know, really, some of my my fondest memories growing up were were out at the paintball field with you know Oliver, Ryan, Yosh, and my dad.
0: Now, did your did your mom know about this, and did she take you at all? Uh,
1: no, my mom my mom maybe dropped us off there once or twice, and she knew about it, but she was not into it to start out. Like <laughs> no. she was very hesitant to to you know she wasn't into the gun thing she saw the welts you know thought it was like a war game type of thing yeah and i remember her asking me you know how long you gonna do this paintball thing and in my mind i was like dude it's so fun you know and and this is before really the whole tournament thing became a thing for for us it was just going out there and playing walk-ons for fun and 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 that and um you know Four or five years later she's my biggest fan coming to the tournaments <laughs> and all that so it's a good lesson i guess for for uh you know some some parents if you're if your kid's really into something you should support it and mm-hmm. no matter how weird it seems and i think you have a similar story you know you're you're you know you were uh uh athletically gifted and and decided <laughs> to choose paintball
0: <laughs> and yeah um, and yeah, my parents know. weren't in agreement, you know, with that, you know, to start off with. And you don't really, and it, you know, only players. I don't want to say players like us, but players in general kind of know like what what it does to your mind and your body and everything when you step on a paintball field or in the woods or something. When when you just play paintball, period, you know, you don't really know that experience until you actually do it, and and it, with that adrenaline rush that it gives you, and it's something that you you don't really, unless you play paintball, you don't know. Right. And that's
1: the that's the big sell. Like whenever I'm trying to pitch somebody to either sponsor paintball or, you know, play paintball or do, you know, anything in paintball, it's get them to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I want to get sponsored by Rockstar, it's not good enough just to send them a press kit or whatever. You've got to get the, the rep out and play because watching it doesn't do the trick. You have to get yeah. in there and and, and and feel it and and be in that moment. And um, that's what's really great about Paintball. I think that's really the the base most basic reason that, you know, we're still playing is because yeah. of that feeling that you're able to tap into during the actual
0: game. So is that how uh, you guys were able to get sponsored by Rockstar? Is did how how did that come about?
1: I don't even remember. I, I know the guy um, the owner of Rockstar uh, I think is um, Mike Wiener or I don't know he's the son of Michael Savage who's like the you know the radio the conservative mm-hmm. radio show guy um, and I think he knew Eric through a Roundabout Way because he's from mm-hmm. this area the North, um, North Bay and you know it really had to do with TV time like during mm-hmm. that time there was several TV deals for paintball and it could have been any team, but what they wanted was assurance that their logo was going to be on TV for X amount of time. It could be paintball, it could be golf, it could be motorboat racing, whatever it is. Um, and pay, we were able to provide that, and so they, you know, paid us some pretty good dough to, yeah. to do that,
0: which well, yeah, we I squandered, mean, obviously. <laughs> you guys were in the position to do that, though. I mean, uh, you know, what better way than getting, you know, the number one team in anything to uh to rock your logo and i think but that's what paintball has kind of been lacking you know we, we can always sponsor within the sport right sponsored by gi sponsored by uh field one or you know planet eclipse whatever but it's always trying to find that that outer sponsorship of the under armors and the nikes and, and or even the red bulls and gopros or whatever and i just you know it always boggles my mind because i don't know why it doesn't stick. I mean, there's always an interest, right? But it just, it never, it never hooks. And I, I never know why.
1: Well, we're, we're a niche industry. And like you said, we really need to support ourselves. And if it's not on TV, it's never going to be, ex- you know, you're never going to get that exposure that those companies need to, mm-hmm. to, to justify sponsoring something like this. Um, and I don't think it'll ever be on TV consistently cause it just doesn't work. You know, there's no focal point. There's no ball you can follow. There's no hockey puck you can follow. It's just, you know, you can show highlight reels and stuff like those HK videos that are exciting. But you know, it's it. it, You can show those for ten minutes at a time. But it's just, I've been around it long enough and seen the, you know, that sponsorship and outside industry stuff wax and wane, and it's just. What has to happen is we have to we have to exist within our own industry, and if something outside comes, it's great, it's a huge bonus, but you know it can't be forced.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's I think it's going to be a league sponsorship thing instead of like an individual team. I think the NXL gets sponsored by by some bigger company. Yeah, fine. Tries to and drive, it, but but it's got to be it's got to be internal. We got to grow from within, yeah. for sure.
1: And Under is doing some cool stuff now. Actually, the whole way that started is in World Cup 2015 our team was at whole foods and this guy recognized me in the produce section is he like, Hey, are you, are you on dice? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I, I'm a, I used to play paintball and now I'm the head of the lacrosse division at under armor. And, um, I'd like to kick you guys down some shoes. And so, yeah. you know, he gave us some free product and with paintball players, that'll go a long way. You know, we'll, we'll pump it. And without, mm-hmm. without getting any cash or anything like that, just a couple of pairs of free shoes and then, you know, he realized that it, they may have seen something where they got a little bit of traction and a little bit of buzz from the paintball community. And now ANS is selling under armor stuff and you know, they're kicking down shoes to Ironman and a couple of the other teams. And you know, that's interesting at least. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it works, but you know, under armor it works for everybody. Cause under armor is not dumping out a ton of money and you know, the paintball players are happy because they're getting a couple pairs of free shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know the. Uh, I know Nike was trying to get into it for a little bit. I, I, at least I think we're still sponsored by Nike. <laughs> I don't even know, but um, it, it's cool just to see those little glimpses of something possibly happening, um, you know, with these teams or with the sport. Because it's it doesn't make me sad that we have to try and grow within from within or anything like that. It's just I the potential for it you know what I mean I mean you've been in yeah. it for as long as you have and it's just that there's so much potential but it's like we said before unless you play it you really have no idea what's going on
1: we just gotta love each other man we gotta we gotta support each other in the in the in our own little bubble and you know it's it's nice to dream about that stuff but it ain't never gonna happen brother
0: <laughs> I keep Martin. telling
1: Ryan I keep telling Ryan, "We'll catch our big break one of these days, buddy. Don't worry."
0: <laughs> and that's so funny because everybody's yeah. listening. Uh, this is one of the most winningest teams in paintball, and they're still waiting for their big break. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to um, when you and uh, and Oliver met. How did uh, how did that whole thing come about? Or or were you friends with Ryan before and then started playing paintball? Or who, no, so, who was your friend who was playing paintball? You, you know. So
1: Oliver and I were friends before we started playing paintball. And, uh, we went to like kind of rival elementary school or, um, middle schools, but we knew each other. He like dated a girl from my school and that's how I knew him. I met him at some parties and we weren't really friends. Um, and then my, our mutual friend brought us to play paintball one day and then we became friends and then we became through kind of because of paintball, we became best, best friends really fast. And then Ryan and Yosh were friends from Sebastopol, which is a, a town about an hour north of us. And we kind of would see them out there on the weekends and we'd have run-ins with them on, on the, you know, in the, in the tall grass. And we really didn't like them because Ryan would always shoot hot. I mean, he would crank his gun and just go in there. That. Yeah. And, um, Yoshi was pretty cool. Like he never really said much. He's basically the same. Um, yeah. And uh, those guys worked at Pacific Paintball, the paintball store. So they always they had a huge edge on us. I mean, Oliver and I had spiders, and Ryan had like a dope ass autococker. I remember Yosh had a nickel plated one. And um, like they knew that some of the team guys on Out of Control, and yeah. like they even knew like Billy Wing, who was going to be on the Ironman. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So um, we played a tournament. Our team was called the Monkeys. me, Oliver, my cousin, my dad, and uh, nice. our, other buddy, our other buddy Murray. And uh, and our buddy Nick who introduced us and um, we got murdered, and I think Ryan's team actually won because they had like Tim Seaton who was this like t- like dude Renaissance fair dude with long hair and and he was like a, a sword maker and he wore like a kilt when he played but he was like badass. That's, that's... <laughs> and, was, and then uh, yeah they, they, they took us to um they took us to the laundry so uh, we uh, yeah we got smoked by them but um, it was because of Eric Crandall that we all became friends. Um, you know we really didn't like each other, and then Eric said, "Hey, why don't we all go to a tournament together?" And mm-hmm. this was in probably '96, and he drove us all down to San Diego, and we played as this team called Lofty Three. And there was Lofty One and then Lofty, and we were Lofty Three, and we didn't win any games, but we all became friends, which was the important thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, when uh, when you guys started playing together as uh, Lofty Three. Did, it, did you know then that it was going to be something serious or did you, did you start taking it serious or were you still playing kind of other sports and this was kind of just like a fun, you know, little hobby at the time or did it kind of take over?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it had already taken over in our minds because, you know, Oliver and I both came from broken, broken homes and we didn't have much going on. Like our parents weren't really driving us to be good at school or make sure we played in, you know, high school baseball or any of that we were just kind of latchkey kids doing our own thing Mm -hmm. and paintball kind of brought us that sense of belonging and that's why we invested so much time in it when we weren't playing we were you know pretending to play in my living room around the couches you know with our with our guns like you know obviously not aired up or anything just trying to sneak behind the other guy um and uh It just became kind of this catharsis where we were able to escape from the rest of the bullshit in life and and just completely focus on that. You know, if it wasn't um, drawing pictures of paintball or thinking about paintball in school, it was reading paintball magazines or going to, you know, Borders Books and Music and picking up APG or whatever paintball magazines were around. Um, And that's what that's what it was about. I mean, it was it was um, a really organic thing.
0: Yeah. No, I, it's, it's funny that you say all that too, because like, I I know you're an artist and, uh, with, with magazines and everything back then, it it was kind of the same story that I had because man, when I got involved with paintball, like I had other things to take up my time. Like, you know, I, I love playing baseball, football, you know, but I wasn't the jock per se because I was, you know, kind of the class clown, but then I also loved music and singing and like doing all this, all this other shit. And I, I think paintball kind of just encompassed all of that for some weird way, and it it kind of just took over. And it's it, it's like you said, like drawing pictures. Like I would find pictures in magazines and like and like draw them and 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 paint them. And then I would find all these magazines, and it just became so obsessive for me. And I, I think that's why it kind of just took over is because it could there was. There was no room for anything else once I started. Yeah, like, and that feels good. You
1: know, you you lose track of the bullshit in life, and you're, yeah, you know, you're so focused on that that it's, you know, therapeutic. Um, yeah, totally.
0: Now, do you still uh, do you still draw or? Uh, yeah, any? yeah,
1: no, I, I still draw and and paint a little bit and and um, you know, do a little bit of digital stuff and here and there just as a hobby, not nothing too serious.
0: So why didn't uh, why didn't you try and do anything like that? Because I've seen some of your drawings and paintings, and they're and they're awesome. Was there any opportunity in that for you? Yeah, you know? I
1: decided to play paintball instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no, know, I like shooting people anyway.
1: Yeah, so you know, I I you know wasn't going to go to art school. Um, I was going to go move to San Diego and play paintball. So that was the deal.
0: So uh, around what time and and what team was it you were with when you uh, you guys won your first tournament?
1: Oh God. Um, I want to say, I'm not sure if we got second. We call it the lofty curse. We got so many second places and it was, I think we might have won this tournament in Oregon. Um, with like Zach long was on our team and it's like me, Ryan Yosh, Oliver, Angel, uh, man, I don't even know. must've been like maybe 97, 98. Mm And then, um, God, I don't even remember what the first tournament was that we won. We got a lot of second places, a lot of third places, and it wasn't really till we started Iron Kids that we started winning a lot. And then we just started winning and we just kept winning and winning. And then we started Dynasty and we, you know, struggled our first year but ended up winning. Uh we know, won World Cup with that whole controversy thing, and then Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the rest is history. Um we kind of were able to because of our age, I think really allowed us the ability to innovate how the game was played and yeah. i remember going over to europe and them watching us and like we'd all run and shoot and they'd be like you can't do that like, <laughs> like running <laughs> and shooting like wasn't even a thing there
0: or shooting <laughs> left-handed
1: yeah or shooting left-handed they're like yeah they they would we call it serving tea because they'd shoot left-handed oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> serving tea, kentucky yeah. left hand yeah. you know who still does a kentucky left hand really good is damien and uh jason edwards yeah, no, I, You always guys, see him.
1: Both those guys can sling it. Todd Adamson, he was an OG <laughs> Kentucky left-hander. I don't think he's ever shot with his left hand, but he he's a better right-handed shooter out of his out of the left-hand side of his bunker <laughs> than most left-handed players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, now we kind of talked about this a little bit at at uh, at practice um, before the Chicago event was about Angel, and I think uh, I just kind of brought him up because of the position I play and everything, and um, I thought he was one of you know such a weapon, I feel like, on your guys' team. And he seems so athletic and smooth. Like, whenever he played, I always noticed that, like, he he was so, well, even all you guys, everything was so fluid. And I feel like all the other teams were so kind of sharp-edged and set ways. And you guys kind of broke that open with how you played. And it's just like, oh, you're talking about, like, shooting left-handed, running and shooting. And you guys were breaking that mold because paintball back then was such a a man's sport, right? I mean, you guys were the youngest team all around, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Angel was, he's an amazing athlete. I mean, he's, there's very few guys that are that physically gifted that play. Um, I mean, obviously, you and I'd say some of the Russian guys, like with backgrounds in ballet and like, you know, truly these, um, athletes, like Tyler Harmon's even like that. I mean, he's a real, he's not real smooth, but he's just a physically gifted guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, Angel was just, you know, you watch him play, it's very fluid. Even when he, even when he got shot, it was like, can almost look like he he meant to do it, um, but yeah, he was just you know he was really crispy and you know he was an OG snake player and and um, you know I kind of think he he retired early, but I get it you know he just he wasn't he wasn't feeling it anymore he you know wasn't making a ton of money and and um, wasn't having fun and and he uh, he threw in the towel, but I, I still believe that he could come back and play right now. Um, yeah. I, I I see him every once in a while. He stays in good shape. He plays basketball and. Um, the guy's just, you know, he's just a freak, but you know, again, he's his own worst enemy because paintball is a really cerebral game. And no matter how good you are, if you're in your own head, it can, it can finish you. And, and what we said, you know, towards the end of his career is that we, whoever got, to, no one wanted to share a room with Angel cause he had the fear. And if you had gotten near him, you'd catch the fear. And, uh, <laughs> and so we'd talk with him about that cause you know, he got this complex where he, 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 wasn't playing with teeth anymore either cause he thought his body was too valuable or he was too experienced or whatever. Right. You know, right. he just, he, he lost that tenacity that, that he had in the beginning.
0: <clears throat> that kind of just, just go get him, go do your job no matter what, you know, it's, it's and that we're kind of, I don't want to say we're having that problem on aftershock where it's just i think the guys are still so young and there's still so much you know so much responsibility on them where they don't want to die so they feel like their body's valuable but at the same time you have to go out there and do a job and well kind of that's just the nature
1: it. of the pro arena right now like that's the way the game is played it's not played people aren't playing to win they're playing not to lose So, and that, and, and that's the best way. That's the, honestly, the best strategy to, to win matches a lot of times. I'm not into that at all, but you know, if you want to win a tournament, you know, you have to be able to play that way come Sunday when, you know, you're up a point and you just can't give that extra body away, you know, even the best teams blow that sometimes. But yeah, it's, you have to have the ability to play all those different ways. And then know when to play which way. Um, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a, a matter of skill. It's a matter of knowing what to do and when. Because I think the skill sets of law. I mean, I practice against you guys. The the the, the basic skill sets are, are the same as the guys on our team. Right. It's just the decision making and the understanding of the the goal of the game plan. Um. And that's that's a difference maker.
0: And I think that's kind of what's my my personal catch 22 is right. Like I want to be, I want to do the right thing. And I, I'm sure everybody does. You know, you want to do the right thing at the right time. But at the same time, like I've always played where I got bored very quickly. Like, and you know You want to play I, the game,
1: man. I know. I, play the game. I, I watch <laughs> you play. You want to play the game. There's very few people. Actually, I, th- I can only think of, I was thinking about that after watching you a little bit and playing against you at practice. And I mean, I know how you play because I've watched you your whole career, but there's only one other guy right now that I can kind of um, compare you to and in, in, the, in the way you play the game just with the, uh, it's not, it's not reckless. It's more like a, of a freedom. Like you play the game, like, like in a very freestyle type of way. And even Oliver didn't have it like you do it. And, um, and not even Lasoya. those guys kind of just are, you know, really bullheaded type of players, even though they'll make a, a crazy move once in a while or whatever. But, they don't play with the type of freedom that you do. And the only other guy I could think of is um, um, Malloy mm-hmm. uh, Berdnikoff on the Russians, man. That guy just lets it flow. I mean, he's not as, he's not as fluid as you, but, like the, like, the moves he makes really no one else would think of. And if you were on our team making those moves, you'd get yelled at, you know, even if they worked. That's yeah. why I think, like, I, I, you know, you're, you're, you're the type of guy that, you know, the way you play wouldn't fly on our team. Mm-hmm. but we'd make you a better player. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's a tough part with all the teams that I've played for is that, you know, yeah. they, they, they try and put me in this mold. Right. And I, and I felt like, you know, when I'm in that box of that, in that box of you need to do this job, this job only, and that's all you need to do and worry about. Like I've obviously that, that is a part of my game, but it's, it's a little bit more broad than that. But like, once I'm in that box, it's just, I'm like, I feel like I'm not playing to my full potential.
1: Right, but you do all the hard work. Like I've seen you do so much hard work to get to a spot, or to you know shoot a guy, or give your team some type of advantage in the game, and then you just throw it away trying to shoot a firefight. Yeah, you know, and and that's the type of thing you need. You need guys around you that can recognize what you can do, and then you know support that because you can win a game by yourself. You can give the you can give your team an advantage. You know, you're you're the type of guy that you build a team around because you're that dynamic. Um, but you can't win it yourself. Not right. You can, you can win a game yourself. You can't win a tournament yourself.
0: No, no. Um, and even games are you know are tough, and it's not like it's really not like I'm going out there trying to shoot all five guys. Like yeah. I'm I'm really I take it. It's hard to explain, but I, I I take it like in steps, right? Like you have you have these imaginary zones that you go out there and that you worry about. Because if you're playing if you're playing on the snake side, you're not so much worried about the Dorito corner guy, you know, kind of doing his thing. You worry about those those one, two or three guys that are in front of you and then you all you know obviously listen to the other side of the field of what's going on or you almost have that feeling. You know, it's it's like that feeling when when you get into a spot, you're losing a couple guys on the Dorito side, you and that big fucking W's in the middle, but you have a feeling or You'd be like, well, I would fucking do this at this point if I was on the other side of the field. So you start shooting this lane in front of D two or whatever, and the dude runs through it, runs through it. It's kind of something like that where you just you're you you think about it in zones, and then you get to the point in the game where it's kind of like, okay, shit, now what's going on? You know, or, oh well, my guy's uh, still alive. Or, you're you're a
1: masterful player, and I mean, very few guys see the game like you do. And that whole thing you just explained, uh, you know, I I don't even. You know, maybe you all over in the soy, I can see it that way. But I see there's two guys over here. It's G1. That means there's uh, two guys somewhere else. And uh, hopefully they're not <laughs> shooting me.
0: <laughs> well, dude, I'm, I yeah. thank you. I mean, definitely yeah. put your, yourself up there, though. I mean, as a player, dude, you've – you've it's ridiculous what you guys have done. You know, you Dynasty and, and yourself. And I've loved watching you. My favorite part of Serial Killers is, do one your part, just – like, watching you play, too, you have this way about you of playing and getting into these spots. And, like, you know, the game itself is so mindful, too. It's such a, it's, you, you know, if you say you're going to make this spot, I'm going to fucking believe that you're going to make this spot. And you believe yourself that you're going to make this spot. Yeah. And the way you play and zigzag through everything. I remember this part in Serial Killers where you're running through the bottom of the X. Running through and everything. It's just, it, it's so cool thinking back, too, because... When you were playing and you were younger, and I was on Tip and Effect and watching you guys, uh, you know, I, I never really knew that I would be up at where I'm at now, and being able to have have this conversation with you, or even getting pointers from you, or 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 talking to you like this, and it's just, it's really cool how paintball is, though, how you can you know come up through the ranks. I'm sure all the other sports are like that, but it's like how your 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 biggest enemies become friends, kind of. A thing. Yeah,
1: and I mean, when you were on Excessive, it was like. The whole that was like the apex of the whole thing, you know. Like, <laughs> you guys were built to take us down, and eventually you did. And um, you know, it was uh, it was pretty epic. Um, but yeah, I mean, you came. Not many guys can come up the way you did. I mean, at least now it's way harder than it was because it's that that whole like feeder system isn't really the way that it used to be. But yeah, that is a wild story. You have a great story coming up, playing on 10 minute fact. Who did you guys beat? You beat somebody big. When they still had their cross pro brackets, and I remember uh, it was like maybe Avalanche or somebody. You beat somebody, and it was like, dude,
0: you got beat by Tippmann effect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know we beat Excessive one time. I mean, uh, you, we... Dude,
1: you had you had freaking Tippmanns, dude. Like, what was that? <laughs> manual, dude. Manual. <laughs> dude, I know they were games. real Tippmanns. Like everyone's like, you know, you got to have like special Tippmanns, and nope, they were the real thing. Yeah.
0: We had some that were that were the electronic bolts, but they still yeah. didn't have any eyes. I threw oh. a fucking 20 pound halo on there and like <laughs> the thing is like a rifle, like holding it like this and playing snake. That, that's it. why
1: you're so good, dude. It's like, it's like playing baseball with the donuts on your bat. Yeah. And then you take them off and you're ripping it with the whatever ego or whatever you guys have.
0: Um, I remember playing you guys when, when I was on Titman two and I think we shot like, I think it was the Denver event. I think we shot like four of you guys or something like that. Um, but that's, that, for me, that's when it kind of kicked in. You know, Playing for Tittman was definitely not a handicap for me. Like I, I took it as an advantage almost because I knew that people were going to be like, oh, fucking Titman Effect, right? Like, all right, let's fucking mark a W. Let's move on to the next game, kind of just another game. Um, but I, t- dude, I took it as a challenge, man, and I, I, I loved it uh, because I felt like it built my paintball character and how I essentially would play the game eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at you now, man. You've been through it. You, who are you, Titman to excessive to avalanche to, to infamous yeah,
0: to yeah to infamous, yeah, 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 dude.
1: You got a you got a um, quite a resume there.
0: But what sucks? I guess it doesn't suck. Like obviously the the adventures of being able to play pro and and all the tournaments that I've been to, like. It's so weird looking back. Like I didn't really win that many tournaments. <laughs> like even like I didn't ever got to play seven man with the pro team. Like obviously we had excess energy, which was still a really good team with Maddie and everybody. Um, but when I went to Avalanche, we got a bunch of fucking seconds. Like we played you guys a bunch um, in seven man. Uh, got a bunch of seconds. And... Yeah, but you took
1: those. You took those like whatever three or four years off.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's pivotal. I mean, you, who knows where you would have been if you know you kept with it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. i see that's the thing too, though. there's like I I feel like I stopped the same the same reason why you how you explained Angel stopped. Like he just he wasn't really in it. Um, yeah. not necessarily that I felt like my body was worth more than what it was. I think it was just like the tra- kind of the traveling started beating on me and the I wasn't having fun. It was starting to get really serious and it just it just wasn't fun for me. And I think those three years off actually was was better for me. Yeah,
1: I mean, Uh our team's been through that too, and it's like you know, we we've taken it way more seriously than it actually is, and I think that was detrimental to you know some of the guys like Angel BC, Ob Skinny, like you know some of the guys that stopped playing um, because it just wasn't fun anymore, and and then you know I kind of think about the same thing like what if Oliver never left the team, and then you know when he did, it was like kind of panic mode and we picked up a bunch of guys that we didn't need. And then that made the team weird. And you know, mm-hmm. now we're at the point where I think that we realize the stakes aren't high enough. So having cool guys and having a good t- time with your team is like paramount. Um, yeah. and if the, if the work ethic is there and the guys know that just cause they're on dynasty doesn't mean they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know we we realize that then you'll be on the team and and we'll do it together because um, we don't have the most talented group of guys right now in paintball but i feel like we have the chance to win every tournament um if we do it Not right totally. um and i think that that's something that that people lose sight of is they think that there's a better guy out there especially younger teams they want to go pick up a ringer or get a better guy and that's just not the way to look at it you have to cultivate what you have and um and believe in it like a great example is you know the yakmac brothers yeah on impact so zane the younger brother never got to play like whenever they got into a situation where it was like a must win game or you know they needed the point bart would say zane you're sitting cuz just the team didn't have confidence in him right and then we did a thing over in europe where we did a dynasty impact um combined team for like a year so we played with all those guys and um and actually um zach and josh were on our team our x-ball team in the u.s i think during that same time so uh we we were playing this tournament we had a rotation of like six guys and i I pulled bart aside i said look man i don't give a crap if we win the tournament but if you want your son ever to get better you're gonna have to have some confidence in him because you know he's you got to cut your teeth you know, you, you, the way you get better is you, you fuck up in a big situation, right. right? Or if you never get that chance to either succeed or fail, then you're not going to get better. So yeah, I said, I, we said, here's a rotation. We're sticking to it. No matter what, no one blinks. We're not putting Greenspan in in the finals over Zane just because he's on, you know, it's his turn to sit or whatever. And uh, we did it and we won the tournament. And, you know, ever since then, Zane has been, a you know, he's not the most explosive player, but you can count on him,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And ironically, he was the guy in there that, you know, one of the final points last weekend that fucking blew Ryan's head off and, and, um, gave impact a lead. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I was going to say that too, because Zane last weekend was just out of control.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a guy like that, all he needs is the, is, you know, the confidence of his teammates. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: um, and, and, uh, you know, even though they beat us, I feel like, in a twisted way, I get a little piece of that because if it wasn't for me, I don't believe Zane would even be playing.
0: There you go, boom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hear that, Zane? Was no. <laughs> it wasn't for me? You'd still be playing in the woods, buddy.
0: Thank you, thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I, and I was going to bring it back to uh, to the Chicago event for a little bit um, because I, I look back at the event, and this was kind of one of those events where, dude, I felt like every team. With the games that I watched, and then going back on the Ghost Sports and, and, and watching, you know, games that I didn't get to watch because of the other bracket or whatever, all of these games were pretty fairly close. Like, I mean, everybody looked really competitive in Chicago, and there were points where I was watching, you know, higher end teams play, um, you know, like the like the Impacts, and some of the some of the guys were sitting. Like, I saw Laval in a couple games sitting a bunch of points. Or or Goldman sitting a bunch of points, or with you guys, I saw I saw Tyler sit some. Or you, you were trying to find that mix because all the games were so close, and everyone was just super competitive. And then, um, how many overtime games did you guys have? Do you just have two? No, and, uh, I, I know in- I know
1: every one of our games is a one point game except for Damage beat us by two. So, um, yeah, every game was very close. And I mean, I kind of like that because at the top upper divisions it should be like that in any sport right you know it shouldn't be you know you shouldn't be having blowouts and stuff like that um at the pro level but i think the this the way the center is is kind of an equalizer i mean when everyone's sending up two bodies up there to trade or whatever and you know no one wants to move until those guys are 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 out of there then you know that's a thing but yeah i mean at at least all the teams seem to have figured that out and Mm -hmm. you know that makes me happy
0: do you think the W is going to be around next year?
1: No, I think they have some new bunkers. Jason Trozen which I mean, it's kind of like this cheese wedge thing.
0: They have him um, over on the ten man field. Um, yeah,
1: I think so. I didn't really go look at it, but yeah, it's probably that bunker.
0: Oh my dude! Ten man is so much. Like, obviously, I want to fucking be playing Sunday over on the pro field, which we are going to uh, at World Cup. But that's just <laughs> um, World Cup aftershock magic. You guys, you, you guys go. made it a deep a couple years ago. I want to see a dynasty aftershock rematch finals yeah hopefully we'll be in there um but the dude like 10 man uh, I, I played i think what is it 3 i think 3 this year and i i was never able to play 10 man coming up and it's it's a lot like 7 man and i love 7 man i don't know what uh format you prefer but do yeah i, I mean love 10 man's Seven a
1: story man. each game is a story you know it's it's uh you could go down then you could come back and you know the fields are usually bigger so you know you can you can Hold off, you know, six or seven guys with three or four guys, and mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, it's it's a blast. I played uh, played a couple years ago in Dallas with like all the aftershock guys. Actually, your, your boy Bruno was on the team, and we got second place. <laughs> we we had like the stacked team, and we got second place to so, like these dirt napper guys that are, like these big fat fatsoes that uh, <laughs> like beat our ass. Um, and oh, uh, yeah, and uh, that was it was fun
0: though. Yeah, we had uh, I think it was an AC. Or, or maybe Dallas or something like we had this I don't know if you heard a tsunami There's this ten man team that like blew us to pieces and then this last event in prelims in ten man we got uh pretty much blew off the field by Destiny like they had like three <laughs> or four girls and like Special Robinson was playing for them and they like oh Special mess
1: you up dude I bet he could go I bet you could give him a, a you know a gat and he could come right back into the pros like he was a I just watched player. him pull
0: like a three uh, like it was like a three or four on one during one of the ten man yep. matches I was like. It's statue, like it was nothing.
1: Old, old Twinkle toes. He's got a big body but he just he kind of float he kind of tiptoes around like a ballerina.
0: No, oh, yeah. They they lost him every spot. He knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, no, but uh, you have a good you have a good group of guys there and and Mike really cares and I think that um you know, just just keep at it. Who is that kid from Kalamazoo, the young short guy? LJ. LJ, Irish. yeah. I like him.
0: Yeah, he's good. I, I, I I'd like solid. to see him. What's that?
1: as is solid. You guys got a you got a good yeah. group. You just, yeah, man, I don't know. You
0: just still young as a team.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like you just got to play, man. Yeah, you, know, you worry too much. Yeah, don't worry about winning. Just go play first.
0: I mean, I, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the pressure of like because we're so down on the totem pole right now. We're like, if we don't perform, we don't win. Like the whole relegation thing, and. I'll tell you what dude I saw you walk out fucking G1 when we played you guys and I I uh I was
1: uh, relieved <laughs> I was cheering <laughs> from the sideline dude I was like yeah and the funny part is, is you ran in that bunker 100 times in practice and we never shot you <laughs> Did you run around the
0: thing? Is that what happened? So, I yeah I did it twice so like or like I would go there's two different routes and I've I've done them both and they both worked and they've both also didn't work but at this particular time dude I ran around that tall temple and you guys yeah, clapped me up twice. That was a mistake, bro. You yeah. should have done it straight in there. Well, I I was thinking about it and I wanted to go to that little wing bunker where yeah, like safe, further bro. up. I thought that was such a sick bunker and we just decided maybe like, well, they won't shoot it because I've been going everywhere else and no, wrong choice.
1: man, that's the only reason we won is because we shot you right there.
0: No, no, dude. I think My so. guys will come through. <laughs> but, yeah, we did. <laughs> but thank you though. I mean, like hearing something like that from you. From from like one of my idols is like, it really means a lot. Like honestly, it really does, well, and dude, that's you know why I wanted me your jersey. In that match
1: and... with a crazy ass shot. Okay, so but I'm gonna send you a but picture. It wasn't lucky.
0: Why? Well, maybe there's a little. I bit
1: mean, you dotted me right in the fucking eye.
0: <laughs> I have a picture from uh, from Gary Baum. There's one where uh, it's of you in the center, and it's right when you're getting that center ball, and it's like just exploding. And I was like, yeah, I know yeah. exactly when that happened. I almost didn't go out because I felt like it was an unfair shot. You know, they gave that kill to Rodarte <laughs> on the, on the webcast. Is that the guy that bunkered me <laughs> Yeah. after the fact? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching the webcast. Um, and I remember Matt goes, oh, okay. And, uh, oh, then Rodarte goes around and kills Alex. I'm like, no, that was, that was definitely me. I did that.
1: Let him live, man. I was happy he came around cause then he died after. Yeah. I felt like, oh, I, felt like I did well, something at least.
0: So, so what had happened, and it actually has happened a bunch, um, is where like because I would always run and shoot to that that god bunker, right? If I'm going to a tower and like let's say a pin or something like that is kind of blocking uh, the X sight or whatever, I would always run and shoot to that spot and then and then dip down. But as soon as I would see a guy is in there, uh, you know he would obviously have the upper hand, and I would just I would hit the ground. So whether or not I I sh- would shoot the guy in there, I would call red, which is you know our our X call, or W call. I keep going on fucking X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or the W call. So I never know whether or not I shoot him because I'm just letting Ryan know that there's a guy in there, and then I. So you essentially screwed
1: the, yourself over by communicating.
0: By yeah, by shooting the guy and then by communicating.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, good but, shot though. I will give you that.
0: Uh, it's I, I was right-handed, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's Dude. fun though. Like, that's what I love about the sport is that, dude, we can joke around about that and, like, have a good time, and, you know, obviously it's a fucking tournament, but I feel like when that starts to lose its luster, it paintball's not fun anymore. Like, when everybody's too fucking serious, you're like, oh, you fucking shot me, so I'm gonna... Like, that whole match, I couldn't shoot Ryan Greenspan to fucking save my life, dude. I had him so many times in my crosshairs, and there was one where we won the point and he got shot by somebody else, and I go up and I hit the buzzer, and I yell at Ryan as he's walking on the field, I can't fucking hit you to save my life. And I, like, <laughs> he laughed earlier, like, he said, yeah, yeah, whatever, you shit. So, <laughs> but it's like, it's that, fun That's cool,
1: though. That's fun, but it, it didn't used to be like that. Like, before, when, like, when we played Aftershock, when we were, like, first coming up, or, like, you, it was, like, scary. Like, yeah. people, you just, it, on the field, it was on, dude. Like, you knew it was going to be a battle, and that it was going to be, like, Fist of Cuffs after, like sorry I was gonna throw his gun, you know, it was craziness. Yeah, um, that's it's fun both ways.
0: Yeah, so like I, I play very intense, but I feel like the best way that, the best way to get you off your game is to shoot you, right? To get you off the field. Yeah. So kind of that's how I, that's how I play it. I, I may talk, me talking shit is like, uh, hey Alex, nice fucking hair. Like yeah. I'm not very good at talking <laughs> shit, so. <laughs> No, you I kind of talked about it too. Bringing back your um, your spiderweb do.
1: Oh yeah, my wife would love that.
0: And I don't know if you anybody listening, if you uh, go back and look at pictures of Alex back in like what oh five oh six.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> Throwing out some crazy dudes. Well, so, that
1: yeah. you know what that was from John Almera used to be like a gangbanger, and uh, <laughs> he knew how to like cut do that haircut. So he like you know hooked me oh, up. He did and, that like, to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever want a spiderweb haircut, it's like. Gang member, official, Indian John, your guy.
0: <laughs> oh, it was so crazy. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> you played for Dynasty your whole career. Um, has there ever been an opportunity where something came up where you? I mean, obviously you were a founding member, but was there ever something that came up where it was like money related or anything else like a, like the team another team wanted you? Not really for me.
1: I mean, I've had a couple teams try to get me, but nothing like nothing crazy like that. I just don't think people thought that I was good enough individually to justify like that big money offer, even though it might have destroyed our team, which is ultimately what would have worked for a lot of other teams. It just uh, you know but I don't think I would have done it because it just, you know the the way our team started was um, you know, we were an amateur team as Cap Factory, and mm-hmm. Ryan was gonna go play for Avalanche. Yosh already went to the Ironman. Oliver went to the Ironman, or Oliver's already on the Ironman. And um, and BC was like, dude, what am I going to go do? And I was yeah. probably going to go on the Ironman and like not play, you know, because they already really? had like a stacked roster of guys at that point. You, you know, don't think you would of- played? No, they had all the OG guys. Like they had, you know, Billy Wing, Eric Roberts, Micah, Rich Telford, like you know, Maddie, like proven dudes, um, pros that you know. You know, Oliver was on there and that's probably the only reason I would have gone on the team is because Oliver Was there and mm-hmm. you know, I would have to practice or whatever But I don't really think I would have been a you know, a key player at least for the first few years and uh, BC said dude What am I gonna do? Like and I'm like, well, we got to we got to figure something out so then I talked to Ryan and Convinced him not to go to Avalanche if we could go pro because his whole his whole prerogative was he wanted to go pro and um, oh, He was
0: gonna go to Avalanche.
1: yeah and uh, so we got Chuck Hench to commit to back a pro team. And we picked up Rodney Squires, Glenn Forrester, and then Chuck. And then we rounded out our team with Johnny Perchek. And um, let's see, who else do we have in that original team? Sonny Lopez. Uh, guys that kind of just had been around and guys weren't on pro teams. Yeah. And uh, that was the first team. And ever since that, we... I mean, the very first tournament we played at LA Open, we beat Image to get into the finals, and we knocked them out. So we got into the top four, which was huge. I mean, yeah. let alone it was on SU, at SC Village on our home field, like playing on the hyperball fields that we played every weekend. So we had a huge advantage over everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But just being able to do that, our very first tournament was like massive. and gave us a huge boost of confidence going in and earned us the respect of those guys. Because without that, and we, I feel like we did it the right way. We weren't like young punks like I think for the most part we understood that the guys we were playing against are you know what makes pro paintball what it is
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I don't know who like guys that guys that I looked up to were. and and again like I never really had the desire to go be on another team like Oliver wanted to be on the Ironman like for ever since he heard that pro paintball was a thing he wanted to go be on the Ironman and that was his dream And I think, you know, Ryan wanted to be on Avalanche because he looked up to Lasoya and those guys. But then uh, quickly after, you know, I I learned that Ryan was like a very, very um, not only loyal person, but he's very intuitive to what, you know, what's going on with the people
0: around him. You can though say whatever you want like, about Ryan, he does, he's probably not gonna listen to this. So he doesn't he seem
1: whatever. like that. He's a real like he seems like a real prick and people don't like him the first time they meet him. Like he's not a real good first impression guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I get that, but you know, he's he is the guy, he's the one guy that stuck through the whole thing with me. Yeah and um you know I gotta I gotta respect that.
0: Yeah, who was who was somebody that you looked up to when you were when you were playing?
1: I mean, I didn't really look up to anyone unless there were like unless I knew them. So mm. like guys that I knew and, and ended up being cool guys, like, like, or had e- even competitors that, that played a big part, like Rich Telford, you know, never played with the guy, but you know, respect him a lot has taught me a shitload about paintball and life. Mm. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's taught you too. Cause you got, you were on the team with him oh, um, wow. really good guy. Um, you know, Bruno, a lot of people think that, you know, he's a, he's a troublemaker maker, which he is, but. He, he was, you know, because every time we'd play Shock, it would be like me and him in the sub, and we'd, we'd play um, GoldenEye 007 at the tournaments together. And, you know, he was one of those guys that was a pro guy when I wasn't a pro player that was really nice to me. And uh-huh. I understood that, you know, some of these guys are just regular cool guys. And, yeah. you know, I, I respected that about him. Rocky Cagnoni, you know, really taught me to have fun playing the game don't take it too seriously and again you know he knows the stakes aren't high enough to have a bad time you know it's not like you're losing a million dollars if you get knocked out of the tournament for making a dumb mistake and you can laugh about it you know and you can you know this stupid hair and that whole thing like i I love that you know i look Mm -hmm. up to him um you know guys that i've played with glenn forrester rodney squires eric felix um and then guys I'm still playing with, I look up to even the younger guys on my team. I look up to like a guy like Kyle, like he's way younger than me, but he's way more mature than I was at his age, just innately a good person. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, like I, I can admire that. And like Tyler Harmon, like his passion, like I will never have passion like that guy, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not, it's <laughs> not possible for me to have that, but.
0: And so humbling uh, too.
1: Yeah. And I see that and I'm just like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and like Marcelo is work ethic, and even though he's really dorky, he's he's like you know, <laughs> dude, the guy is yeah, just you that. know, he's like personifies what a paintball player, pro paintball player should be. Um, yeah, and uh, I respect that.
0: So, so, what do you think about yourself uh, has kept you at this top level? You know, I, I don't want to say it's you know, I'm not gonna answer for you, but I, I don't want to say it's because you're one of the founding members of Dynasty. Uh, but, but what do you think, what are, is your, one of your attributes that kept you playing at this top level?
1: Um, well, I kind of feel like like at practice and stuff, there's a, like I feel like I should be being pushed out by the younger guys, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a, like a natural thing where the younger guys should come onto the team and want to play more and want to play harder and want to do it better than the older guys. And that's just never happened to me.
0: Like no one's ever, like, yeah, like even way. now,
1: like you were out there. None of those guys wanted to go play hyperball. I was like, dude, let's go play hyperball. Let's let's rip it. Let's stay till the sun goes down. Let's let's yeah. play one on ones. Like, that's that's why I think I've been able to, at least from a a playing standpoint, been able to 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 stay competitive, and also you know like. I mean Ryan, I still feel like he's at the top of his game. We're the same age, but he plays a lot more than I do. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, and I and I still love doing it. And that's yeah. the way I'm gonna go out, man. I'm gonna get booted off. I'm not gonna go out gracefully. And then when that and then when that happens, you know, I'm still gonna go play on an amateur team if I can. Um, but uh, you just love the game. Yeah, I mean, I like I like playing the game, and I like doing stuff with the team, and I like being part of a team, and I like the guys on the team. You know, I like I like helping the team, and that's uh that's the deal, man. I mean, you get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so you do you think uh, it's because like at our practice, you know, we we just want to play paintball, period. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. You want to just play paintball because it's fun. I mean, do you think doing drills, uh, you know, sun up to sundown, um, all the time? Do you think that obviously everybody wants to get better, but do you think that kind of kills it? of wanting to just have fun and go out there and play, you know, everybody trying to be so serious about it. And so totally, sharp. Dude. I mean,
1: it's crazy. Like you will get better if you do things like go play on the hyperball field for fun, because it, that's yeah. the reason you go play walk-ons, go play the UWLs, go do that stuff. Like, man, it gets monotonous if you don't do that. And, um, you know, it's just, it, that's why we all started playing right for fun. Mm-hmm. So if you're not having fun doing drills, then, you know, take a break from the drills. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Because even during, I mean, during points, like I'm not, obviously I'll do my drills that are, that I feel are needed, but during points and during playing paintball, if you need, you know, it, it, it'll, the game will tell you whether or not you need to work on shooting left handed or snap shooting or whatever. Cause you'll get fucking shot. Right. Yeah. So you'll know what you need to work on and, you just do it as the game progresses or the day progresses, I guess. Um, but yeah, sometimes... man. I mean, if
1: I if I feel like I need to work on shooting left-handed, I just shoot right-handed out of the left side.
0: <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's me. That's frozen. It's uh, every once in a while it'll freeze, and I'll make a funny face, and it's frozen there for everybody. Yeah, to you're see. like
1: staring right at me. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a screenshot of it and just so I can show you. <laughs> kind of, it kind of psyched me out for a minute your, like,
0: stone-cold face on This is my ventriloquist yeah. face.
1: But how about you, man? Like, do you, do you miss some of the – like, what about, like, you know, Till Jack or Adam Geiss or, like, those guys that – like, I feel like those were your boys, right?
0: Yeah, man. Th- those Avalanche days, I felt like we had I- – I felt like back then we had on Avalanche what I felt you guys had on Dynasty, um, you know, a few years prior where everybody was just – Young, at the obviously, I mean, some of you guys are still at your prime, but uh, but everybody was firing on the same cylinder. We were we were consistent. We were all hungry, um, but I I I miss it. But I know I can't control it, right? Yeah, I mean, that so, was the
1: team though that you needed to keep
0: together. Oh yeah, Roger Hen. Yeah,
1: Roger, um, and uh, even Fat Frank, man, he was he could play. Yeah, you know, he was on the team for a while.
0: He was he would always be alive. You could always yeah. hear him on the field and. You know, as yeah, as weird as he was, dude, he was he was a threat on the field for sure. And I feel like that was um, a, a team to be reckoned with back in the day. When dude, we were, when he was on our
1: team we'd be like out we'd be out of practice and we'd be like, Where the fuck is Frank? Like we were running points. We'd look over in the park and he'd have this like an in the parking lot and he'd have this antenna set up so he could like do fantasy football <laughs> during the <laughs> during practice. It's ridiculous, man.
0: He's so goofy. I remember I yeah. saw him one uh, a few, like a year after I came back from that little hiatus and he had like braces and he like was like, you know, his high voice like, Oh, yeah. Hey, hi. Yeah. You know. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah. He's, he's nuts. But uh yeah, with Avalanche, I mean, we played you guys a ton. I think we were, I mean, we had a couple seconds with you guys in seven man, at least I know we were, we weren't playing pro X ball at the time. We were playing like open division or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, no, down. I was a fan
1: of that team, and I think that you guys—I mean, you guys helped put Eclipse on the map. I think at that point, you think so? I think so. Yeah, I mean, you were like the you were like their marquee team, and I feel like Eclipse like was cool. Like, I mean, it's still cool, but it was like edgy then.
0: Yeah, young. hip. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in my sleeping. No, no, that's all right. Um, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about that quick. Uh. You're married. You have a little one. Um, do you think that that is kind of your family life? Do you think that's going to roll over into your paintball career, or is that going to be mm-hmm. like, is you know, is that going to take away from your paintball career? Like um, I think spending more time with them.
1: I don't know. My wife's always been super cool about the paintball thing. Like, she's if if i if I'm around for too long, she's like, dude, you got to get out of here and play paintball. <laughs> um, so you know, that's definitely. Uh, Know, um,
0: that's all
1: right hey, stop it here she
0: is oh so tiny yeah
1: <laughs> okay, get out of here um, but yeah like I mean just seeing a baby at the tournament like if somebody like I saw Sloviak's kid and I was like man I miss yeah. my kid um, Oh me too, and, I, and I feel like that will play a part but again like I really uh, I'm lucky that you know they're supportive of it because I've seen people that if they're significant others not supportive of it, then it just makes for, for trouble. I mean, I didn't listen to Nikki's podcast, but like, I know that his, his wife just is not into the paintball thing. And that's probably one of the big reasons he's not around anymore. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's, uh, it, that is just, um, hopefully you got someone that's supportive of you doing it and, and, um, obviously you do and, and that's cool. So I'm gonna keep doing it.
0: So, so you're saying they're more probably more of a motivational thing, if anything. Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't like. She's not even like. I don't even think she's ever watched the
1: webcast. She's yeah. been to like a few tournaments. I remember she was at World Cup. Like it was like the finals against Heat, and I I like turned around in the flag station. She was like in the bleachers reading her Kindle. Like she didn't even know what was That's going funny. on. So, <laughs> like she's pretty rad. Like that. Like you know, just is happy that I'm doing something that I like.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Where do you see, um, where do you see the future of Dynasty and, uh, in yourself? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, man. I I think that, you
1: know, I think the team will be around like past, you know, the, the goal is to keep the team around past, you know, me and Ryan and Yosh and, and, um, you know, that thing. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're starting this, this paintball gun company is to. Oh, basically right. ensure life after paintball and uh yeah. you know we'll build guns and hopefully be able to sponsor the team one day or well, we're sponsoring it now but you know without losing money um <laughs> and uh and and ensure that you know the dynasty name lives on um because you know obviously our playing careers aren't going to last forever but i'd still like to be involved in some way and keep the team afloat i mean you know shock's still around iron men are still around all Americans should be around. I mean, they kind of are like heat is kind of, I, my, I still kind of envision them as like the reincarnate of the all Americans. But, um, yeah, I think that the future of the team's looking pretty bright. I mean, our roster right now is pretty lean. We're down to eight guys with a loss of a rod, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, once impact and heat pick up all their guys, then there's still a shitload of good players left over for the rest (laughs) of us.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So about field one, I mean, is that really what, uh, you know, how it came about as you guys were think, trying, you know, trying to think about something else besides playing paintball for your future and, um, you know, kind that, of that. Came it, around?
1: Yeah, and it happened really naturally. Like we've been friends with Bob Long for a long time and, you know, he's been, he became really disillusioned with the state of the industry and just was over it. And his company kind of really the customer service went down and the quality really? of the products was, was kind of decreasing and we got to talking with him and ended up deciding to buy his company and try to rejuvenate his brand. And, and I think that, I think that we really have um, a good thing going. I mean, designing a paintball gun doesn't happen overnight. And you know, if anyone understands that it's us and we know how to work together because we've known each other for so many years and we know the industry and we know what people like and what they want. And I think that eventually we'll be able to, um, have a line of products that are competitive and, and, um, Hopefully people enjoy them and um, you know, hopefully we'll be sponsoring you one day.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody would enjoy a gold dragon intimidator.
1: Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to try to reboot the uh, intimidate, our, our gun coming out. We're going to try to get it out. Um, have some prototypes for world cup, mm-hmm. no guarantees, but you know, that's what we're shooting for. Uh, and then our next project is probably going to be a
0: reboot the intimidator. They're pretty sick, man. That was, that was one of my, my first, uh, I had a GZ intimidator. Yeah. Like, one of my first high end guns. Dude, that thing re Everyone
1: had an intimidator at one point, man. I remember we were shooting angels, which I love those, but we had angels with, uh, with like VL two thousands and we yeah. went out to practice Bob Long's guys. And they had halos with intimidators and like Was boards. And it was like, Rucks. oh my God, you could just never run anywhere. It's just a, you know, it's just a snake coming out of his gun. <laughs> and, uh, it just, yeah, it was just not fair.
0: Yeah, I remember your guys' transition from Angels to uh, Shockers. And I remember how big of a fucking uproar it was. Like, it was just a team, like, switching sponsors. And I, I was like, oh, can you believe this? They went from Angels to Shock. Oh, my God. Traitors. Like, it's like
1: dude, we had no choice, man. We had to do it to keep the team alive. Like, literally, WDP guys paid us, in, Angel guys paid us in, like, beer and, like, letting us into their, like, VIP party at the tournaments, you know? <laughs> And, yeah. and our sponsorship package was who could take what from the booth. Like, you'd go in and be like, oh, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. in each individual, like, there was no, like, yeah. set amount of stuff that the team got. It was it was crazy. And Smart yes. Parts came in and was like, dude, we're going to give you big dough. And um, we were like, where do we sign? It's like Wayne's World when they signed the contract. And like, you need a lawyer to review this? Oh, no, it's okay. Like, 5,000 like, bucks? So where do I sign? You know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. That'd be, yeah. that'd be so sick because i remember like back on excessive you'd just go to the j t booth and just be like just grab whatever whatever you need yeah. Fucking five <laughs> lenses pants all kinds of That's shit day, uh all right man well i won't uh i won't keep it too much longer i would love to uh continue this conversation eventually you know maybe at the end of the year or talk to you at World Cup or something i wanted to i wanted to sit down in front of you and actually have a conversation obviously this was great but uh i feel, i love the face to face ones because you know the vibe is is so for much sure. better, but that would be dude, it. yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Like I, I want to do this more often, not just with yourself, but with other people. But I feel like at the events that goes back to the whole, everybody's so serious thing. Don't leave your hotel room, stay here with the team, you know, this and this and this and this. And, this. and but I would love for this to eventually break out into something like where I'm going to San Diego for a podcast. Yeah. With you. you
1: know, it'd be cool if you could like set it up at the field. I know the audio is an issue there. But, like, you know, that's kind of a cool place to do it. Like, you do, like, and you wouldn't have to get crazy on time. You could do, like, a 30-minute piece with a guy, right? And you could yeah. do it, you know, right after he plays and, and just pick it up that way um, instead of yeah. having to do, like, the whole rigmarole come over to my hotel and driving and all that. Um, you know, they're doing that. Uh, the webcast there it could kind of just be, like, you know, behind the air or something. You should Don't talk ask, to Matty right? about that. He might have a good idea about that.
0: I actually talked to, um, cause I had this idea and I, I actually got a hold of uh, a Camille in Chicago and I'm actually, I'm going to have a booth with a table, uh, some banners, power, um, and a few other things, but I'm going to, I'm going to have it in the actual, uh, uh, trailer area where all the vendors are. Right. I'm going to have a booth in there and I'm going to be doing podcast right there in the vendor area.
1: Who do you think is the uh, most interesting person you've had so far?
0: Uh, Dude, I really, really didn't expect – well, not that I didn't expect it, but I thought it turned out really well was the uh Greg Hastings one.
1: I haven't listened to that one yet. But, dude, I haven't seen Greg in so long, man.
0: Oh, it's so – he had a couple yeah. stories, man, or a good amount of stories that were really, really cool and just his whole how he came about. And uh, Did he tell, talk to it, you about
1: being on the sub? Yeah. Dude, yeah, that he was a, di- a navy diver. That those stories are insane, bro. Like he, dude, that guy's lived like multiple lifetimes.
0: It was ridiculous. Yeah. And how he was a break dancer, and mm-hmm. then yeah, how how he reds came about and all this shit, dude. It was really cool.
1: What a lot a lot of spirit that guy. Yeah, I mean, I'll check that one out.
0: Who would you like to see or or <sighs> hear on the podcast?
1: Um, have you done Dave Baines? Not yet. No, he'd be a pretty good guy to have. He's been around the block. Um, Probably has some interesting uh, opinions on stuff and has been through a lot of shit in his life. So, you know, Um, who else? And, I mean, I like the old school type of guys. But, I mean, the thing about that is is there's is everyone's got a story, you know. And some of these guys that you don't think would be interesting actually are. You just got to ask the right questions. Um, You know, I'd say, you know, obviously any of my teammates because I know them. Um, But, I mean, I like... I like the idea of doing guys that aren't big, big name guys, you know, like younger guys, give them a little bit of a little
0: piece, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to like, trying to go around and get a guy from every team. Or maybe a ref.
1: What about a ref?
0: Oh yeah. There you go. CJ. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I, I was thinking about that. Jason Trozen. That would be a good one. Jason frozen. Yeah. Cause he's been a player, he's been a ref and I really think that he's trying to do his best to, to make a, you know, make it good. And, um, haven't, I don't think it's been like that for a while where the, there's like, you know, uh, a head, I guess he's the head ref. That's really, that really gives a
0: shit about it. That's
1: and trying a to
0: job for sure. Better. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I'm just gonna keep trying, man. I'm just gonna keep. I mean, because I think, I think everyone. Obviously, not all the podcasts are gonna be, you know, ringers. But I feel like if I do, you know, if I ask the right questions and everything, I think all the podcasts have been really interesting because of everybody's story being different.
1: Yeah, we got to bring it back. We got to get the podcast thing back because Maddie really had a good thing going, and then it went to yeah. shit. You're kind of revitalizing that, which is cool. And then we got to get some print magazines, some print stuff going back like the from inside the net if, if you're out there and you haven't checked that out check it out from inside the net it's yeah. uh, a magazine you can buy it's more of a book actually it's really nice photos and you know i've got one on my bedside table right now and he's doing some articles now and and you know it's kind of a one-man show but it's really kind of a, a grassroots revitalization of, of print print media for paintball and i think that that's uh you know, that was one of the coolest things growing up in paintball is seeing that magazine, man. Going, yeah. finding that new issue of, of uh, you know, PB2X or Splat or whatever it was, or um, Faceful. And mm-hmm. that's just gone now. Like, that's you go to the tournament, and that's the first thing you look for find your picture yeah. in a magazine.
0: Dude, uh, I, I loved it. I was obsessed. Yeah. But he's doing a great job, dude. Those pictures are awesome. All the photographers out there, um, you know, are doing a great job. I always get geeked whenever I see a picture of me. I think every paintball player kind of has that. Sure. but seeing it in a magazine is just something else.
1: Well, I can tell you what they can't—they can't capture your speed in a, in a still picture, brother.
0: <laughs> they
1: try. <laughs> they
0: don't—they don't make a camera that fast yet. No, they
1: don't. Yeah, <laughs> <they, laughs> the right, Technology is not available yet. <laughs> yeah, getting there. Yeah, it's like a hummingbird's
0: wings. It's—you you can't capture it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so mysterious yeah. and beautiful. <laughs> All right, bud. Well, I uh, I got to get going. I'm sure going to let you get back to your family. But, dude, thank you so much. I would love to have more conversations in the future, which I will uh, definitely. All right, brother. But, um,
1: Take care. All right. I'm going to go put your jersey back in the frame.
0: Sweet beans, bud. We'll talk you soon. Later. <laughs> thank you so much, Alex, for taking the time and sitting down with me. I had a great time that was uh, that was really cool to have a conversation like that and usually any of these conversations that I that I have with these guys are the longest that I've that I've ever had for the most part um you know and and, and he was one that I really wanted to sit down and talk to Um and, and just kind of pick his brain and see what it takes for you know to run and manage and you know Coach and captain a championship team and and be a part of a championship team and I, I think it was really cool to be able to sit down and uh, and talk to him about that so thank you so much Alex very much appreciated another big thank you goes to our sponsors DrPaintball.com uh, remember you can go to DrPaintball.com and you can enter to win a Die M2 so yeah, I mean if you don't have a Die M2 and you want to get one then head over there and uh, figure out how to enter into that giveaway Um, also to Charm City Paintball remember guys they have the pack bands this my uh, my signature series pack bands Uh, if you want to find out more information about that go ahead and uh, check Charm City Paintball's Facebook page he also has headgear over there um, or contacted myself about it so thank you to Charm City thank you to Carbon Paintball The makers of the top and bottom base layer and the SC pack that has been ever so popular that has a little pumper in the back and it conforms to your back. It's all high-end material and uh, meant for the -the top-of-the-line players. Actually, it's meant for anybody who wants it. It's just top-of-the-line quality made for any and all players out there. Uh, So thank you to Carbon. And lastly, thank you to Planet Eclipse for providing the most sick-ass sweet beans marker on the planet, the LVR. I'm so glad I got to get my hands on one of those. Those things are limited. And, um, yeah, dude, it shoots so good. It's awesome. Um, But thank you to Planet Eclipse. Head over to PlanetEclipse.com for all of the great markers that they've ever made, ever. I guess... Well, at least the ones that are still available are up there, <laughs> but they've made some sweet markers throughout their uh, throughout their whole you know career of making markers. They've been in the public eye about it and have done nothing but raise the bar every single year. So thank you to Planet Eclipse and thank you to you guys out there in the listening world. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Really, very, very much appreciate it. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am on Facebook at uh, Carl Microwave. Markowski. Also, there is a playing the Playing On podcast Facebook, and I also have an Instagram uh, under C Markizel and the Playing On podcast. And hopefully, a uh, a website will be up and running soon. Uh, that's another thing that I've been trying to work on. But you know, just like anything, it takes time. So, uh, so thank you, guys. I mean, that's how you get a hold of me if you have any questions or if you guys have any you know, uh, guest suggestions or anything like that, just go ahead and, uh, send me over a message and I will be sure to answer. But, um, but thank you guys for listening. And until next time, this is, uh, Carl Markowski saying peace.